we twins? I oh my I God. always said I hate gin. I don't like yes. gin. I'm not a gin person, and I realize it's not the gin that's it's the problem. The tonic. It's the tonic. I tonic just, is gross. I literally the first sip, I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's that it's that aftertaste. Yeah. Welcome to a new episode of A New Table, where local conversations are at the heart of local change, of global change, sorry. And we're here today in between Swindon and Oxford, and we're with Sarah Woodland of Dinky Ponies. Hi, welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on this podcast and sharing with us a little bit about your fantastic business. Um, so could you start by introducing Dinky Ponies? What is Dinky Ponies and what inspired you to get that started? Well, Dinky Ponies is really just me and a team of mini Shetland ponies. Um, we go out and visit lots of different people, um, in care homes, schools, hospitals, children's homes, lots of different places. Um, it's interesting when you said about where did it start? Because it kind of just evolved. There wasn't really like a light bulb moment, moment as such. But I, um, a couple of a few years ago, I got given a couple of mini Shetland ponies, and I was freelancing for a um, groom at the time. And um, he, I don't know what to say actually, it was Mark Todd, but he's quite a well-known okay. inventor, and he quite well-known. He's got Sir Mark Todd. Um, and he um, had a field next door to these mini Shetland ponies. I asked who they belonged to. To cut a long story short, I sort of tracked down who the owners were, and um, we just of went the to, of the ponies, and we went to visit them. And um, over time, we got more and more involved with them. And the lady said, "You know, would you like to have them?" Which is what I did, and I brought them back to where I am now. And someone else then approached me and said, do you want two more? So I thought, well, I, I can't really have lots of little ponies and not do anything with them. Mm-hmm. Ponies cost money. I need to be doing something with them and they have a job. So that's when I started to think about perhaps doing um, parties and um, things for the children that uh, would benefit them and the ponies mm-hmm. so that sort of the ponies get a job and the children get some um, experience with the ponies so like ponies for hire like at yeah zoo at yeah different... so yeah and yeah. and kind of like I, again I didn't really have a plan I just thought I'd go with the flow so um, I applied for the council license which I didn't realize would be quite so complicated but that was fairly complicated and then trying to find insurances and stuff to, to cover me um, and then off I kind of went a few months down the line and it was really good. That was last summer. Um, and it was really popular. Um, but towards the end of the summer, I thought, you know, parties in the UK aren't going to be great outside. So um, I put a couple Because of... this was during COVID, right? Uh, this No, this was last summer. Okay. So this was... Um... So right after, basically. Yeah, so it was yeah. just the sort of first kind of proper year after COVID, like everything back to normal again. Um, and so I... Uh, put a couple of calls out to some care homes and um, I was just so shocked with literally it just went 
ballistic. Mm. Um, I think COVID had a big part to that because I think where everybody had been doing not very much, especially in care homes and residential homes during COVID, I think um, their enrichment hadn't been as good as perhaps it had been before. So that probably did help me. But yeah, literally, it just exploded. I, I have never advertised. I've only ever done social media mm-hmm. um yes and that's exactly how i found yes you. Yeah. yeah which is I, I mean i i always think social media is a, is a good tool and a bad tool i i like it as a as a marketing tool um and a platform to be able to display what i do and um i i, I just love sharing because the thing is obviously i work on my own with the ponies a lot i do often have some people come along and just sort of some moral support but i'm often there on my own so it's really nice to be able to share the experiences with people, which is what I like to do, obviously with the consent, because of that, that the, the privacy is a little bit complicated, but so long as obviously you've got the consent from the home and from the residents, it's great. And then I love to be able to show everybody what the reactions are, and, and, and it's just, I love it. Yeah, I really enjoy it. That's amazing. So did you have any previous, so obviously I know that you, you grew up around horses, yes. right? Yeah. Did you, um, what was your, uh, I guess your previous history or experience when it comes to like the therapeutic side of animals? Not a massive, ma- and okay. I've never worked in the care sector. So um, it's really interesting and a massive eye opener because I, I did always want to be a nurse. I wasn't clever enough, so I couldn't do it in the end, but I did always want to go down that route. Um, but no, I... I literally um, just went into it blind. I've, I've done courses and stuff now. Yeah. It wasn't until just recently when I started to go into um, special schools with children with massive challenges, um, physically, mentally, and I thought, I need to have more knowledge. I need mm-hmm. to have more behind me because I could say something that actually is going to impact them right do more Um, harm than good exactly so um i yeah so i started to do some courses and some online training and all that sort of stuff in conjunction with what i'm doing already but no i had no actual other than doing psychology at a level Mm. yeah i haven't really got any um experience and that sort of things but i do often say especially when i go to well most places to be honest i'm there to look after the horse and to help with the interaction Mm -hmm. but with the therapy side if they are looking for very in-depth therapy that's when the staff would be on hand to interesting yeah interact with them as well so um but yeah but a lot of it's to do with talking anyway so um it would be sometimes it's just literally every every session is different so I'll always say say I'm going to a school I'll always say there isn't really a set procedure I literally turn up and it's very fluid so I will go with how the children are every child as well um, has different challenges right some of them will be motor skills communication some can't walk some completely nonverbal. Um, so it really, really depends on the child. Some will be very scared of the ponies. Some will be trying to jump on the ponies. Um, so it's really understanding and adapting to each and every need and each child. Um, and I guess it can it can vary day by day, right? Because you know maybe one day someone's having a, a worse. Yeah, day absolutely. Than yeah, yeah, no. I mean, so the homes that I go to regularly, there are a few homes I go to once a month, and. Yeah, some people, it's like us, we all have different days. Yeah. So some days someone will be very involved, some days maybe not so much. Um, 
there is a couple of homes that I've been to. There's one that I go to regularly, um, an assisted living. And when I first went, uh, it was one of my first ones, actually. I remember going to last at the end of last summer. Um, one of the residents of the six was the only one that was really interacting. And I thought, you know, maybe this isn't the, the best sort of port of call. But it was fine. The session went fine. Mm-hmm. But it was much more to do with the staff, which is what does happen quite a lot. So the staff got very involved. And then the one resident and the others all kind of just sat. They stayed, but they sat and watched. Um, and they were all very hands-on. They were able to do things, but they were worried. But as I've gone along, and I've been, like I say, every month for the last almost year, now they are very able horsemen and women because they they are i turn up they get the brushes straight away they go up straight to the ponies this they've is got the no staff fear the no this is the residence oh, yeah yeah um a few of them are non-verbal but they i mean i i should do a before and after because it's it's incredible because they have gone from not wanting any interaction to literally not letting the ponies go mm. after the hour and it's so lovely to see because it's their confidence and they've got their self-belief and their self-worth and they've actually realised that they can do something. And um, this particular home said they really struggled to get these residents out and about and to do things. And this is the, one of the only things they all really enjoy doing. Oh, that's nice. So it's really like, yeah, when you hear stories like that, it really makes it worthwhile. It's really lovely, yeah. So you mentioned that um, obviously you uh, work with groups of children that have um, special needs. Yeah. And as well as you visit um, care homes, mm-hmm. what so what is the let's say the portfolio of different organizations that you prioritize working with today? Well, the main ones are the residential homes, so the elderly. Okay, um, they are very popular um, for enrichment purposes. Um, I do go to. A few schools, I'm trying to get into some more schools. Um, I think it may be more to do with financial uh, implications with the schools. They're not quite so forthcoming. They're, they're, they are, and once I've been to one, you're, I find that once I've been to a couple, the others all kind of, kind of tag yeah. along. Um, but they have been great, and you can really see how, how good they are. Um, but what do you mean by fi- it's the financial implication? Like uh, schools might schools, have less money. Yes, okay. I think I think so. I mean, I don't I don't know for sure, and I'm sure a lot of schools have the enrichment funds, as do the care homes. Right. But whether or not schools believe that maybe having a pony there isn't a, such a benefit to maybe something else they have for enrichment. But then once they've been once, I, I they go, oh, you know, we must mm. do this again. You can see how much enjoyment everyone's got from it so I just think it's that little bit of a unknown isn't it people aren't too sure until they try it until and they then, try it and then they're they're hooked. yeah so maybe but yeah that's my avenue but we volunteer I take um, a pony a month to the hospital to the to the local hospital um great in great western um and we volunteer there in the voluntary service and they are they're great they organize it so every month we go to a different ward um, they've got it all planned out for the, like the, the year ahead, so they know exactly we're going to A and E next month, which okay. will be interesting. Um, so yeah, and I love doing that. That's a really you know I try and do as much voluntary stuff as I can because mm-hmm. I just think it's it's great. But I have to be careful with the ponies; they don't do too much. Right. So I kind of like um, you don't want to overwork. No, them. and I try and they alternate it as much as they can. And you were saying about the different venues, so each pony is good at their own 
forte if you like mm-hmm. so uh, I've got one that's particularly good with the elderly she's very quiet she's very calm she doesn't like lots of noise and fast movements so the elderly are obviously perfect for her they're nice and calm and steady and patient um, and then I've got a couple of others who are amazing with loud noise banging crashing literally they get jumped on um, and obviously so that's not children. ideal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> obviously that's not ideal. But I know, and the staff will look at me and they'll say, oh, "I'm so sorry, so I'm yeah. so sorry." And I and I know that the ponies. Obviously, I'm there. I'm I can read the body sign, the body language, and the signs, so I can see the ponies are okay. They're happy. Um, but Poppy, the one that was the elderly, she definitely wouldn't like that sort of thing. Yeah. So they all kind of do their own their own thing. So that then helps me if I try and when I'm planning my diary, mm-hmm. I try and do a varied amount of different things. Um, you know, if I put a party in the mix and I've got a really good pony that all the children love because she looks like a unicorn. Yeah. So she then does parties. So it's just trying to mix it up a bit. And also for us, because I think it's nice to see different people. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I love seeing the elderly and I love sitting and talking to them. And I mean, the stories I hear is amazing. Um, but also it's great to have the other side and you do the younger children and, you know, you see all the benefits for that as well. So it's, it's lovely. It's great to do a mixture. Well, it's interesting that you, when you were saying that different ponies have their different expertise and earlier in the conversation where you're saying, I'm not the therapist, I'm just there assisting the horses who are basically the therapist and they each have their specialization. They all have their little niche. Yeah, absolutely. And it's massively that their temperaments and their personalities are totally what I have to look for when yeah. I'm looking for a, a good pony because you want the empathy you want them to be patient and kind and bomb proof I mean that's like quite a good thing and but bomb proof yeah, yeah so like you, we say in like the horse like in the hor- in horse, in horse, world, horse, horse world like yeah. a bomb proof <laughs> pony is like the golden ticket because okay anything could happen and it just stands there looking at you as if to just say like you know what's happened yeah yeah exactly that's important so yeah how big is your fleet i mean can you say yeah that? Or i call it a fleet a fleet yeah no in my herd um <laughs> your herd so yeah. at the moment i've got five okay yeah so i'm looking so for a sixth oh you're looking for a six yes so but it's right been, now you've got so i've got poppy poppy tinks, tinks. which the is two tinkerbell popular, which is right? the yeah because they are my bomb proof ones okay got yeah it. <laughs> uh, and they're the eldest so they're they've been there they've done it um they've paid their dues they've and now paid they their do dues. the calm yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I mean, Tink's bless her. She does kind of get used quite often because she is just so... She's she's my most like a mule, though. So if she doesn't want to do something, she won't do it. Okay. Um, but she is a saint. She'll just do whatever, mostly what I ask her. And then I've got the three. I call them the babies. They're not really babies, but they are younger. So I've got Abby, who's 10, and then Georgie, who's a little bit younger, at 9, and then Gracie, who's my baby baby, she's four going on five. Okay. Oh, see, like, that's crazy because I guess I guess I really just don't know much about horses. I assume that... How long... So how long do horses live? Because, well, I mean, my five sister, being a baby in my yeah, head, because yeah. I'm thinking in dog years. Yeah, no. Dogs. Well, my sister's got a Shetland pony who's 35. <gasps> wow. So, no way. Yeah. So I would say Poppy and Tinks are 14 and 15. Um, and I'd say that's kind of middle age, like that's okay. probably 40 in human years. So yeah, but I mean, like anything, lifestyle, genes, yeah. just depends, doesn't it? So. And you got them a, 
only a few years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. And so now that you're looking for a sixth one, because so the the first your first four, I think you were they were mm-hmm. given to you. Yeah. So would you consider yourself a bit of a horse rescuer? <laughs> <laughs> if you ask my husband, probably get a hoarder. Same thing. Same. Yeah. Thing. Same sort of thing. Um, I no, I wouldn't say I'm a rescuer, but I do like to collect them. Mm. Um, but I am only allowed six. The field I have um, yeah. only allows me to have six on there. So this sixth one is really important that I get it mm. right. Um, and it, like I said, it's all about the temperament. It's all yeah. about finding the right pony to do the job. Mm. Um, there are so many ponies out there. And I really did want to rehome rather than... Because someone said, oh, you know, you can breed your own. And But I, I think there's so many animals already that, yeah. that we can actually make do. Um but, and I, I had so many lovely messages because um, I did put a couple of adverts out just to sort of say I was looking for another one. And I had so many people, people reach out. Yeah, which was lovely. But, I, you know, I've been quite picky. Mm. I feel like I have to. If it's, my, it's my last one at this yeah. field. So I need to be able to say that. And I need to have one that can go out on its own. So Poppy... Uh, is the only one that I can take out on her own. Okay. They other the others like to be in pairs. Mm. So um, is there a reason for that? Well, they're they're quite the social animals. They get worried. Um, so it takes quite a bit of um, confidence for them to go out. Especially, you know, they go into care homes. They go in lifts. They go upstairs. You know, they don't actually go upstairs, but they go onto the a different floor. Um, so they need to be able to be happy and relaxed because obviously most ponies would be able to go inside somewhere but actually whether or not they would then be relaxed and calm and do their job once they were inside Mm. is a different story so I do need to find one that will also work on its own so Poppy hasn't got quite so much work to do but um yeah I'm sure obviously if it was just for I know you call yourself a bit of a a collector (laughs) but if if they were just pets I guess you would be maybe uh, more willing to take on a, a one with a temperament, but you have to yes. consider they need to be yeah. able to work. and They need to be able to work, and also it's the um, structure within their herd. Mm. So it's they all get on yeah. really well. So it's bringing another one into that herd, and because they live out, they're, you know, they, they live as ponies, they live out in the field, they have got shelter, um, but they kind of fend for themselves quite a bit mm. you know Shetland ponies are from the Shetlands so they're hardy mm. little creatures so they are they're really good but um yeah finding the one it will it's, it'll come I know it'll come it's, right it'll faint come. yeah it'll be faint so we'll see I'm glad that you mentioned their facilities because I think that's something very important to say to our audience because I can almost hear the you know people thinking oh like you know animals are meant to be collected or you know putting animals to work but actually you've got they've got um, an amazing field a lot of outdoor space they're not overcrowded they have shelter they have open Mm -hmm. spaces yeah run them and you make sure that their schedule is is to their benefit too right because they are social creatures yeah and they have a holiday like everybody else we give them time off um but the main thing with me i really feel like i like to I like any, any animal to be in its natural habitat. Um, so I do think as much as possible um, to have them in their environment that they're used to and they're happy with and they're comfortable with. Um, I have learned, especially with this British weather, that um, 
the day before they work, they are in a stable because, well, actually, if it's if the weather's looking bad, yeah. that's when they get stabled for the night. Um, if the weather's nice and dry and no problems, they can stay out. But um, <laughs> over winter, I definitely had um, some challenges with um, turning up at the field and finding like a completely drowned muddy pony that I had maybe like two hours to turn into some sort of clean oh not literally drowned no 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 like literally like (laughs) wet (laughs) like as wet as you can like proper drowned rat I should say um uh yeah so I realized actually there are a couple of tricks that I need to yeah do before most sessions because it obviously in the middle of the winter you know we'll be absolutely as wet as can be and then we go into a care home with all these elderly people who are nice and dry and clean and yeah and then I've got you know you've got to try and keep the hygiene up so yeah I've realized that they need to be stabled I'm excited for us to meet them yeah if we can deep dive into the animal therapy side because I think that's super interesting um So obviously, you know, um, I found it, so I I did a bit of research and Mm -hmm. it was really fascinating to see how animal therapy or, you know, using animals for therapeutic use can be traced back to ancient Greece. Okay. And with horses, actually, where basically they would use horses for like morale and spirit boosting for soldiers and also to help them physically rehab like on horseback mm-hmm. for the injured ones. But obviously there's like recorded parts, um, you know, early 1900s with the U.S. military using um, therapeutic um, or dogs in therapeutic situations to help soldiers with like PTSD mm-hmm. and all of that. So in terms of like the sort of in, in the therapy conversation, where do you see dinky ponies contributing to that like where do you see that there's the most impact uh that's quite a hard one because i i always think oh it's i don't know say the elderly and then i'll go to a school and i think actually no it's a really big impact Mm. i think the elderly um long for it the most like they really they really enjoy having something to talk about having um something to focus on um I find quite a lot I'll turn up and people's history will start coming out in their their conversation because they'll they'll be used to be on living on a farm or they used to be a horse rider and you know their stories and their memories suddenly sort of be revisited and some sometimes the staff will sort of say you know I didn't know that about so and so or um so I do really feel like we owe it to the elderly to I don't know, just to sort of help them. And the, the, the amount of loneliness, depression, anxiety, you know, all those sort of things in homes is really sad. Mm. Um, and I just, I don't know, it, when I go, the smiles on people's faces is really lovely. We have tears. It's quite hard to see sometimes. Sometimes they will get quite emotional. Most of the time it's happy tears. Well, they yeah. always say happy tears. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's just hard because you can see what some their lives have been hard and and they just they just enjoy having that comfort and even just the touch, you know, of an animal and there's quite a few people that will say I've never I've never stroked a pony before. And whether or not that's true I don't know, but that's what they say and 
you just think, my goodness, you know, it, it's incredible what you can actually allow people to do. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I, th- I think every every facility needs, you know, I, I, there's not really one area that I think impacts the most because I just think, you know, when I go to homes with people that have really severe difficulties, um, you know, I went to one just recently where it was five middle-aged gentlemen who were all non-verbal, all in wheelchairs, couldn't really move. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just placed their hands on the ponies for an hour. And you could see the smiles and you could see the, the, the light in their eyes. Just, you know, you just thought, even if for that hour you've made it a happy time and a happy experience and something for them to enjoy, then that's, that's all that really matters. Um, but it is difficult. It is. There are challenges, and there are. You know, I come away thinking sometimes. You know, I hope I've done enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, because I mean, the benefits are countless, and I guess no matter who you do see, from anxiety to mm-hmm. depression, you were saying loneliness. Yeah. Um, even having a, a topic of conversation. So even having something. Yeah. Because you know, when when my nan was in a was in a home, and you go and visit. There's only so much you can talk about, um, especially if they're suffering with dementia or, you know, so actually even having a topic of conversation, so the staff will say long after I've gone, oh my gosh, everyone was talking about the ponies all day, which is really lovely. Yeah. Um, and then when we're there, we're talking about what they're wearing on, they have their little special shoes and they have, like sometimes they haven't put a bridle on that's got little diamantes on and stuff. And it's just having a focal point and something to just talk about and Mm. to laugh about and to you know have fun with um and I think in a lot of people's lives they they haven't got that interest they haven't got something that they can I don't know how they can enjoy so much so it's just lovely to be able to go in somewhere and and create a bit of happiness and just you know come away thinking you know that was good especially if they go and do something silly and then everyone laughs and then you think oh my god okay they're laughing at us now not with us but you know it's fine it, it again it's still it, it creates conversation and it creates communication and people to laugh and mm. have a joke about so just you know. having I think variety too right in the yeah. schedule because I mean I don't I think we we hear also a, lot, a little bit about the, the 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 darker sides of you know um, the elderly being put in 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 homes mm-hmm. where they don't get as many visits from yeah. their family members, yeah. and it's just about maintaining them yeah. rather yeah. than enriching them. Exactly. So having that additional yeah. thing to just yeah perk up and look forward yeah. to. Yeah, and there are, and it's when I walk around and when I return to the same homes and I see the pictures of the ponies on the residence walls, uh-huh. and that's really lovely. And I went to one. I've got a shiver, but I went to one. Um, and their family did a, like a little photo album for their Christmas, and in there were pictures of the ponies of with when they were with them. And I just thought, you know, it's it's just a really nice thing because it obviously creates memories, mm. and it's lovely when there are families that are actually there at the same time as the visits because you get like little grandchildren or the great grandchildren with their grandparents, and you know, there's something. It's for like them an to, activity yeah. to do together. Yeah, so it's it's really nice, but um, we went to one just recently. Um, there was a bit of a muck up with communication and um, I made a mistake on the timings and um, so we t- actually turned up at the same time that the pianist was in um, which was fine and the, the home were brilliant they said no no we'll do it together mm. so in we went with the ponies and while the pianist was playing and what happened was we had like a, 
a pony sing along. So the, all the everyone oh, was so singing, cute. and it, yeah, I mean it was like so there was two enrichments going on at the same time, which kind of combined, and the atmosphere was brilliant. It was so lovely, and you just think actually, you know, it just create it creates happiness, doesn't it? Mm. Anything that you know, enjoyment for people is great, and that's what I think we need to do more of with the elderly. Um, but yeah, it's, do you feel like it's an underserved group? Um, Oh, it's really hard. I don't know. I mean, I go to so many homes and they're all looked after so brilliantly. Like, I haven't come across a home that hasn't looked after them that to a standard that I would yeah. think. They're all very different. I mean, I'm amazed how different the homes are. Um, but I, I don't know. It's it's difficult, isn't it? It's A, a lot of them have a very cruel disease, dementia, and it's, mm. it's very hard um, and frustrating and difficult. But um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is, really. But they get to have a nice moment yeah. when the ponies come visit. Yeah, exactly. I think for people who are, you know, at home watching and listening to this, even if they haven't necessarily experienced animal therapy, I'm sure a lot can relate because, you know, for pet owners, yeah, like that's yeah. also proven to have so many therapeutic benefits yeah Yeah. exactly yeah and what i thought was really interesting is even because you know we all all of course think of the mental health and the emotional aspect of it but you were calling out the social impact that it does yeah and how that can i guess like maybe bridge conversations between people i mean i'm i'm seeing the parallel of like people going to dog parks and being able to have a little conversation moment which we all need but yeah. then you have the ponies, and I guess mm. that's when everyone kind of comes yep. together. They've got stuff to talk about after when you leave. Yeah. And to no. look forward to when you come back. Yeah. No, I, the staff do say it a lot. They say, you know, it really does have an impact. Well, obviously, any, I think it would. If you've got a live animal going into yeah. a building, that's going to cause, you know, a bit of a ruckus, isn't it? Yeah. You're, you're going to talk about it, um, especially if you see a pony going. I mean, it's funny. When we go to the hospital... Um, and we'd go up in the lift. It's interesting. So we go. That's a weird sign. I'm sure people yeah. take, make double takes. I know. And that's exactly <laughs> what I'm about to say. So we go up in the lift and, you know, we'll stop at each floor because that's what happens normally. And the doors will open and the people, I must video it because the people's faces, as they're waiting to go into the lift and they see the pony waiting in the lift to go up, they, they, they almost think that they're like, huh? Yeah. yeah, double taking. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's great. I love it. It's it's funny. It, it does make people sort of turn and have a little look. But, um, yeah, it's... Although when we were up at the fourth floor the other day, um, there was a power cut. <laughs> I, I heard someone say... Oh, no, say, wait, so you can't... The horse can't well, walk up the stairs. N- no, we haven't done that work yet. We, I am... That is a work in progress, though, because they do need to be able to do the stairs. But um, I did think, oh, you know, this is interesting. We're on the fourth floor with a power cut. But being a hospital, they've got generators. Mm. And, um, it, yeah, we had no problems getting back down again. But I did think to myself at one point, oh, this could be a long day mm. up, up on the fourth floor but it was fine it was no problem so speaking of because I, I guess when you go to the hospital and you visit children mm-hmm. so obviously the benefits of visiting um, care homes with the elderly that are there when it comes to the impact of children I know you work with a lot of children that mm-hmm. have more complex needs yeah what is the what are the benefits there I mean I know that we talk about the socialization and then the behavioural mm-hmm. um, impact that it so has? It's, I mean, it's great, again, for the communication. So you've got a focal point. You've got things to, to do. 
Um, it's very good for fine motor skills. Okay. So, um, Can you, you know, elaborate? Yeah. yeah, so like um, quite often I will, we have like bows that have little clips. So even just trying for the children and at parties even, it doesn't even have to be at special schools or mainstream schools or whatever, but even just trying to put a clip onto the main, mm. you know, you'll see the concentration in their face. And actually when they've done it, the honestly the especially that i was at a party the other day with little three-year-olds and they were all trying to do it and when they actually managed to put the bow on the main you know you'd have thought they'd won five thousand pounds or something it was brilliant but it's just having that self-belief as well and having a self-worth and that they can do something um and going back to sort of like the special schools when there are children with lots of different complex needs um, even just learning to brush the pony, mm. feel the pony, just to, you know, is it soft? Is it is it rough? Um, and then when they lead the pony as well, I, I went to a, um, a home the other day, a respite home, um, with a little boy who who could who could walk, but very difficult with mm-hmm. with big difficulty, um, and he led the pony. And the smile on his face when he was sort of on the home stretch, if you like, of him leading her all on her on all on his own, and he was walking back towards us all, and you know you could see how proud he was of himself that he was leading a pony, um, and he struggles to walk, but he could do that, you know. And it's just I don't know, it's the confidence building, isn't it? And it's that's nice. Yeah, it's just it gives them something. It, it gives and it and they they can feel that they actually they're contributing. Um, and and especially if you go back, like I said, to the homes, and each time they get a little bit better, and each time they get a little bit more confident, and more confident, yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and more accustomed to the ponies. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so then it's of course not a life skill as such, but it gives them a purpose, doesn't it? And if they know how to pick out a horse's feet, or if they know how to um, brush a, a tail, or you know, point a part of the pony out. You know, it, it, it's all education. Mm. Um, so, it, yeah, it does, it's, it's great. It helps. Or I would think even just, um, you know, like the connection, like you said, to an animal, even just touching them or their noses feeling yeah. feeling acknowledged by mm. another sentient They love being giving them kisses. Loved. Yeah. It's really interesting. You know, the ponies, thankfully, are very kind. I don't hand feed them, which is really important because especially little ponies. How come? Well, they'll learn then that hands are food. Oh, meat. Uh, and obviously with them being around people so much, um, with the elderly and they, people don't really, you know, the ponies will just fall asleep in their laps and they'll have their hands really close to them, uh, to their mouths. Um, so I'm really um, strict on non-feeding with the hand. Mm. Um, so the ponies will literally like be completely safe to... To kiss to or to kiss touch. And, yeah. yeah, so... Um, and I don't know what it is. I mean, it's just one of those things, isn't it? I mean, even the elderly love it. You know, they just love having that interaction. Um, yeah. Do you sometimes do uh, one-on-one sessions? Yeah. Or do you strictly... Okay. Yeah, no, I, I do pretty much... I mean, I haven't really got one facility that does the same. Every Everyone's different. And I did a, I mean, I did a funeral the other day for somebody. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because um, it was for a home... A lady who I'd been to visit a few times, who's 100, beautiful lady, um, her granddaughter organised um, last year to, for us to visit her um, because she was struggling and mm-hmm. she was housebound and so we went and did a visit and it was really lovely and then they invited us back to her 101 birthday um, oh, a few months ago so which was, was really lovely and then sadly 
she died um, not that long ago and the family really wanted the two ponies to lead her into the chapel and it was it was really it was oh, very I moving I know it was very touching uh, I was really touched they even asked oh, oh sorry <laughs> I do oh, yeah <laughs> but it's it was the the video and the and the pictures it was very very lovely um and I didn't want anything for it I, I wanted to do it as a gesture yeah. and um but I did say if they you know obviously if they wanted to make a donation that would be lovely but it mm-hmm. wasn't essential and um then they asked all of their family not to do flowers and to oh, make to donations donate. to the dinky ponies that's so sweet yeah it was it was like incredible so there was there I was I felt a bit embarrassed to begin with because I just thought but that's what yeah. that's what she would have wanted so it was really lovely um I mean, I'm really touched because you really see the impact that it had indirectly with the family. Yeah. Like knowing that the ponies brought yeah. joy to their grandmother or great-grandmother and, you know, and just feeling also, you know, I think funerals can be really special in the way it was that you, special. you get to yeah. honor the person mm. in a really loving, positive way as, as, as yeah. you know, as sad as funerals can be. So just knowing that that probably yeah. brought a lot of relief yeah. no, I to totally the family think. members who were also there. And I think that was it, wasn't it? Because the granddaughter, who I'm actually very good friends with now, um, as soon as she knew that I could do the date for the funeral, she said, oh, I'm, I feel so much happier about the funeral now, knowing that they're going to be there. And, and that was really touching yeah. because, um, I don't know, it, it's just one of those things, isn't it, that... Um, it, it made them feel better. It made them feel... And it was a celebration. I mean, crikey, to get to 101. And she was an amazing oh God, yeah. lady. Absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, so Hannah, the granddaughter, walked the ponies in front of her and they walked into the chapel and it was lovely. It was really special. That's sweet. Yeah. So, no, but going back to your original question, we kind of do anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, kinda, yeah. I went to a bakery one. as well the other day. We did like... Um, the oh. Ba- the, yeah, a bakery um, wanted the us to... The ponies baked bread? Well, no, they're not. They haven't got that quite good yet. We should bring yet. them to Sarah yeah, Revolution, Sarah, yeah, yeah, I mean, for their new school. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, they had like um, a children's. I have forgot what she actually called it now, but they had uh, twenty children. They made some cookies in the first hour, and then they did pony decorating in the second hour. So, oh, that's um, so sweet. yeah, it was very sweet. Wait, what do you mean pony decorating? So that we decorated the ponies with the bows and the brushes, oh, and, okay. and yeah, yeah, we didn't decorate them with food. Sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> do you imagine that? Yeah, little unicorns. No. Um, yeah, so that was good. But no, we do. It's very strange with the requests we get. Yeah. But yeah, we. So, do you do like private, let's say one on one? It can yes. just be like at, at someone's private home. Yes. You can do that yeah. as well. Yeah. Do you need uh, particular licenses for that? No, or? no. I mean, because, it, like, again, it's like I said, so I, it, it's, I call it a session. So I would yeah. go along. Um, and if the weather's kind to us, we go in the garden. If it's not, then we sometimes are inside. But they're just literally being brushed and groomed and pampered and cuddled and it's just having some time one-on-one with that pony um and parents will say you know my my child has got this problem or has got that problem and I I just want to treat them or I just want something special or I just want them to appreciate animals or you know everyone has so many different stories and um I do find even when people say you know this this person may be a little bit troublesome or Mm. might I've, I've never, they've always been, I've been very lucky, Touchwood, they've always been so respectful of the ponies. I even went to a, a school the other day um, 
it's just, I know, yeah, I won't, I won't stop him in a second. Okay, yeah. Because I, I, I was going to say the name of it, and then I suddenly thought I'd better not, because it's like a special school. But um, I think we just get my words right. I'm going to say it's uh, a children's home. Okay. So it's a children's home, but they're there 365 days of the year. Okay. Um, and it's all boys. There's only about, I don't know, I want to say maybe six or eight children there. Um, and when the lady emailed me, she sort of said, you know, when you pull up in the car park, please make sure you lock your car, don't leave anything outside right. your car. Um, so I was kind of a bit, bit taken back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd done my research, you know, I'd looked at the, the school, but hadn't really thought too much of it. And then when I turned up, there were quite a lot of boarded up windows. And it was a beautiful house, mm-hmm. it was a lovely, lovely house in the middle of the country. And I must admit, it was one of the ones when I thought, oh, you know, have Maybe I made the wrong decision difficult. here? Yeah. Has this, yeah, is this a bit too much? Um, and I was so wrong. I honestly was so wrong. Um, you could see the, the boys had challenges. You could see there was behavioural problems. Um, but they've all got their reasons. And they were all so respectful of the ponies. I you know, I just, I could not fault them. But what was interesting is we had the session for an hour and a half and they were brilliant. They were walking the ponies around their gardens, they were brushing them, they are doing all the normal stuff. And then it was the end of the session and off they went and their behaviour completely changed. I suddenly saw what the teachers were talking about and they were away from the animals. And I thought, wow, you know, for that hour and a half, I wouldn't have thought anything different. Mm. but it just goes to show I mean when people do put their minds to it they can actually accomplish things that they don't think mm. they can and, and most of them had never dealt with ponies before or probably animals um, so it was really really interesting to see what happened in that session um, I think it brings it back to this um, I think you mentioned earlier you said the word purpose mm-hmm. and I'm listening to your to that story and I'm thinking about like you know bringing a sense of responsibility to people and direction yeah I think I'm rem- I'm thinking of this I can't I can't remember exactly um you know I saw this story at some point um uh there was this um like prison program that mm. brought in um must have been in North America and they brought in they had this program where you could apply to adopt a cat okay in the prison yeah, yeah. and basically you know every you would be assigned your your pet and um, if you obviously displayed bad behavior or you know something happened then there was the risk away. of the yeah. pet being taken away um, but this like I mean through the roof of uh, improvement on I mean obviously behavior mm. because there is like it's not just the incentivization. I think it's just there's a real bond and you feel yeah. responsible to for, take care for of For another this, living thing. Yeah, that yeah. is yours that you love. Yeah. But I think there's also that, yeah, just, you know, feeling. I think they, they saw also just the, um, the levels of anxiety decreasing and of stress mm. decreasing because that just generally brings a lot of joy. So I can see how... Mm. I can see how having these things can really have a lot an of impact. impact. Yeah, because yeah. they are responsible for that hour and a half. You know, yeah. I kind of, obviously, um, helicoptering a little bit, but sure. I kind of give them the pony in that time. And that, that's what I was saying earlier. There's never really a direction. So I always sort of um, will say, you know, you, you can do this or you can do that. Mm-hmm. But you'll find that the children do 
they'll either enjoy, I don't know, brushing more or they'll enjoy the leading side or even just standing and talking to them. Mm. Um, so they'll find for that hour and a half that they, ha- like you said, they're responsible for mm. something else, another living thing. Um, and yeah, they, they were brilliant with them. But I could see what the teachers yeah. were talking about originally, you know, and they did display a little bit of that behaviour afterwards, but nothing like that near the ponies. So it was, you know... It was interesting, for sure. How often um, would you say... So how often would you say that facilities are able to invite you back for visits versus how often would you say is the um, the, the cadence to really see the benefits? Um, what, what do you say? Like, how many times do they... Yeah, because I'm sure that there's, like you were, we were saying, like, budget... Yeah. Sometimes that there's only so many visits that they can organize for the kids yeah. or the homes or the facilities. I mean, I think sometimes it's quite often people who have have um, an animal. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, if they if there's somebody who understands animals, or especially if they are in the equine world themselves. Mm-hmm they are the ones that really want to push it. So they'll be the ones that will say, you know, I really want to get you in because I know what an impact it will have. And they're they're kind of the ones that I have seen. um, Because I think also some people, and I I completely understand it, some people are scared. Like, so even fully grown adults will be scared of the ponies because Mm -hmm. they're they're an animal. They've never seen one. Even though they're tiny, um, you know, they are still an animal and they're still unpredictable. Um, so I do think that is a little bit of the problem. People mm-hmm. are worried about them um, and perhaps having them indoors. But I don't know. I don't know what the constraints are or restrictions. I just think that it's financial. Mm-hmm. It's the unknown. But when I do go um, to a facility, I think every, pretty much nearly all the facilities that I've been to in the last year, I've been back to at least once. Okay. Um, oh, so it's not few. like a once a month or a once. No, a some six some do. Okay. So um, a couple that I, I mean, I'm trying to think of numbers. I mean, maybe six or seven facilities that I'll go back to once a month. Okay. And I really like those ones because mm-hmm. I can really see the benefits. I am building up a really good rapport with some of the residents mm-hmm. and some of the students. Um, you know, you get to know what people like and don't like, or you need to maybe do a little bit more in uh, encouragement with a certain child mm-hmm. or a certain person. So they're the really I really enjoy those ones because I feel like I'm a member of the staff. Yeah. I feel like I you know, um, and but you I, can be more involved in the progress almost because yeah. you're more actively there yeah. rather than the long stretches. Absolutely, of or a year. you know, yeah. I'll hit someone say you know, um, I'll make sure that she's stroking with the right hand because that's the side that she needs to do the yeah. exercise with. So you know, you get to know what people should and shouldn't be doing or um, if you know there's a couple of people that I know like to lead the pony so I'll a couple of homes she'll actually walk around the whole home with me leading the pony which is probably her exercise for the whole week but you know mm. she loves because she used to work with horses so I do sometimes think certain homes I go to purely for that one person but it, it makes it all worthwhile obviously we see other people but mm. you know they we do kind of focus it on a little bit sometimes when they're so enthusiastic but um yeah I forgot what the original question was now um the, the I guess what would you recommend as a like if money wasn't an issue you yeah know, because I think also one of the missions of this show is to obviously to shine a light on amazing local businesses like yours 
but also I think to kind of spread a bit of an awareness and maybe even bring it to um, you know a, a level where like people can actually see oh this this is actually worth considering mm. um, even just supporting you know and financially I would say so if money wasn't an issue like what would you think would be your recommended routine I think I do think if they could afford to do it every month every six weeks it yeah. would be really nice um, because we can mix it up whenever I go to the home um, that I go to once a month we do different things every time mm. you know we'll what in the summer we've been washing their tails we've been washing their bodies we've been cleaning tack we've been picking feet out so it's kind of like a mini stable management yeah. side of things um so i think when you go more often you build up a rapport with people um and like you say they look forward to it they remember it Mm -hmm. um but having said that when i go back you know to places that haven't had us for say six months or 12 months it's still lovely yeah and it's kind of a treat so i suppose you've got to get that happy medium don't you because you don't want to do something too much that people then start thinking "Mm, you know it's the ponies coming again and resenting it but also doing it enough for them to remember Mm. so it's kind of Everywhere's so different. Yeah. But it's always a nice surprise or a nice, nice thing surprise. to look forward yeah. to. Yeah. I love how you you mentioned the sort of this the social impact, but you you've I like that you reference also your relationship building with the staff. So obviously Dinky Ponies, I mean there's a big like therapeutic element, but it's not just about the ponies. It's no, really no. about kind of the combination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the community building aspect. Yeah. Which I think is is important do you feel like that almost strengthens the like the internal um i don't know i don't want to say like atmosphere of the facilities but do you do you talk yeah. to the staff oh and, yeah. yeah and actually um especially at the hospital when i go to visit i i always say yes i'm there for the residents but i'm also really there for the staff because they need a perk and a pick me up as well mm. um they do such an incredible job that if they can have a little mini pony visit them for the day at their workplace to make a bit of a, you know, put a few smiles on people's faces and um, cause a little bit of commotion, that that really helps. You know, the amount of people say, oh, can I get a selfie with the pony and can I do this and can I do that? And honestly, I do think it's just as much therapy for the staff who work really long hours, really hard, really difficult jobs, um, and they love it. They love the ponies going in to visit. Um, and the ones that I do visit regularly, I do feel like I've got a rapport with them. Um, and they treat me so, so nicely, so kind. They're so welcoming. And it makes it feel, you know, because it can be a bit nerve-wracking. You know, you're going into a place with a live animal, potentially two live animals. Anything can happen. And sometimes it does. And, um, but they're so, they're so kind, so, so helpful. No, they can never do, you know, it's just such a, it's such a nice environment to work in. Um, and because of the job that they do, they're all so caring and, mm. and friendly. Um, and it does, it makes such a difference. You know, I, I sometimes turn up and I feel like I shouldn't even be like, I feel like I'm not working because like they'll say, do you want a cup of tea or do you want this? I turned up the other day at a party and I was, I was given like the food that the, the guests were eating. And I don't know, sometimes I just think, it's just it's just too much fun it's like I really enjoy it yeah it's, it's good well I think it's important that you say that because and that's something that I know we chatted about making sure you're comfortable talking about the financial aspects yeah. of running this business yes um, and I think it's very important for people to know because on one end you love what you do mm-hmm. which is I think 
you know, what most people aspire to in, in their careers, whatever they may be, is when you, you love what you do, it doesn't feel like a job. No. Um, but that said, it is a job. You have financial considerations. There are, there's, there are realities that can be very burdensome. And mm-hmm. you're not, and I mean, you know, you're not necessarily running a nonprofit. I mean, that would obviously be just as difficult, but you're running a business with a purpose. Um, can you just talk to us about I guess like the difficulties of that you yeah. have to I guess I guess you also have to find a balance because as much as you'd love to yeah visit everyone and help everyone you have to consider the cost yeah so you can continue to do what you do well I mean this is my first business so it's been an eye-opener anyway is it your first business yeah oh my god I mean it's so successful well I'm not not yet but I it, it's been a massive eye-opener and I still don't people often say you know how is it financially? And at the moment, the first year, you're never going to, you know, everyone says to me, the first couple of years of a business, you know, it's outgoing, outgoing. And it is, you know, you have to buy trailers and ponies and equipment. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's always something to pay. Um, farriers, dentists, vets, vets being a big one. Yeah. Um, and public liability. I mean, I couldn't find anyone to insure us to begin with because it's such a niche thing, yeah. taking ponies into buildings and being around people. Um, so yes, it is expensive. And the reason I started it was because I couldn't afford to have ponies for the sake of having ponies as lawn ornaments. Um, but at the same time I wanted to do something for other people. So hence where it all kind of evolved. Um, but yeah, I mean, finances like any business, isn't it? At the moment it feels like it's a lot of outgoings. Yeah. Um, I mean, we saw on social media, I saw yes. that you did the campaign. And I was with, just about to say, yeah. that is my biggest, I'd say, worry when it comes to vets because you just do not know, touch wood, when or however much you're going to need yeah. when it comes to those sort of things. Um, tell us, because I know you told us before, but um, tell us what happened with one of your ponies not too long ago. Yeah, so she, she just wasn't well one evening. I noticed she wasn't well. This is um, Georgie. This is Gracie. Gracie. Gray, uh, the baby. Um, and she's just got a nasty habit of bolting her food down. She just is greedy um, and she just likes to inhale her dinner. Hashtag relatable. Uh, yeah, a bit like my children probably is what, mm-hmm. like, how I can relate to it. So um, I know she wasn't right. I luckily called the vet. Um, she um, believed to have a obstruction in her airway so we took her into the hospital emergency but the worry at that point was surgery because um with horses when they have tummy ache mm-hmm. it's a that can it's, be yeah it's lethal. lethal so um they cleared the obstruction in her throat but then they were worried there was an obstruction further down which there was but to cut a long story short, they didn't need to operate. Which how was, much would have that been? Well, um, they said it could have been anywhere between three and ten thousand. Which, to somebody who's just started, well, to, to most people, I don't think most people could afford, especially for a mini yeah. Shetland pony. You know, it's it's such a massive cost. So, I always worry for those sort of things. Um, and obviously, you there is insurance, and that's what I'm looking into at the moment. Yeah. But it is it is very expensive. So you then have to weigh up, you know, whether or not you 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 pay out for X amount each month for the potential of something happening, mm-hmm. but then you're covered. So it's a lot of weighing up. So at the moment, a lot of what I make is going into like a fund to just in case, just in case, yeah, yeah because you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, 
But well, it's because you did mention like I mean, you look at the animals from a like uh, how much they're worth, but yeah. then the 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 value the sentimental is, yeah is and priceless. also and that's the thing because because of what they do and because of how they are, you know, they've got such lovely temperaments and such lovely manners. Um, it is quite hard to find ponies that mm. will fit the bill. So, yeah, it, I don't know. It's it's one of those difficult things that hopefully I can find an insurance mm. company that I can afford and then that takes... Because insurance sort of isn't up. cheap for no. an animal. No, no, it's not. I'm, one of my biggest outgoings each month is the public liability insurance. Um, but I just think people don't quite realise um, the hidden costs behind the scenes, you know, the things that feed you know, and shavings and the rent for the field. And, you know, there's lots and lots of things that mm-hmm. make up, um, I wouldn't like to, once you start adding it all up, you then think, oh, you know, <laughs> is it worth it? But it is because I enjoy it. And that's, that's the main thing for me at the moment. As, as long as I'm enjoying what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I will do it. Um, and if it can make me a bit of money for the family, then great yeah. at the same time. If it can pay for the ponies to be looked after, brilliant. Mm. If we can do a combination of all those things, even better. Mm. No, because I think, and there's really nothing wrong. I think sometimes there's this weird, um, you know, we look at either charitable organizations or organizations that have this like wonderful social impact, wonderful mission. And we don't really think that, like how are these businesses, uh, you know, that they're, deserving of Mm. of making money there's nothing wrong with that and especially if you consider that like that's actually necessary for the activities to keep going yeah yeah because i mean you can't at some point you can't put yourself in debt no if it's not actually paying for itself exactly and that's when you'd have to sort of like draw the line wouldn't you but um, and to be able to like put food on the table to live. for your family. Yeah. It's not, I mean, there's I'm, nothing greedy about no, that. No, and yeah. I'm very fortunate that my husband has got a job. So at the moment, it, it, all of the money that I am making goes into it's the to business. Set it up. Yeah. yeah. So I hope within, I don't know, I, I have no idea, but I would hope within time um, that would change. Mm. Um, but who knows animals? Because that's the problem. You just don't know. Yeah. The food changes, the farrier changes, the vets. You know, it's it's all stuff that is kind of up and down. Everything could go great and then bam, yeah. 10 grand like that. Exactly. And, that could and then that will wipe, your... wipe out the whole yeah. of, say, the last three years, you know? So, wow. I don't know. We, You just have to hope for the best. Mm. Um, what are your current revenue streams then? Like, is it, so is it purely with the, um, I guess, like the sessions, the hired sessions? Mm. Do you get any, um, is there any sort of like uh, grant or, are, you know, is there any like public program that supports animal Not therapy? that I've found. Okay. Not that i found at the moment. Um, Have you connected with other similar organizations that yeah. do that? Yeah. So I've, it's again, social media has been a brilliant tool for that because... Um, oh, for networking too. Yeah. Like I mean, business I'm... Business to business. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm, I'm quite, I wouldn't say friends, but I'm acquaintances with quite a few people on social media who do the same thing as me in different areas of the country I even I, I get quite a lot of emails and messages from people wanting to start up. Um, I, I feel a bit of a fraud with them messaging me. But I've right, only been doing it. For, yeah, I've only been doing it a short time. And that's the first thing I say. I say, you know, I'm happy to help, but I haven't been doing it very mm. long myself. I'm still learning. Um, I had someone from Australia message me last night to say, you know, I've been following you. You know, you've inspired me to do something similar. I'm doing the parties, but I want to do what you're doing in the care homes. But I think they're 
um, health and safety is a bit tighter um, so that she's struggling with that sort of thing so I just kind of gave a few ideas but I, like I said I do feel a bit of a fraud yeah. because I'm still the one that's kind of like you're learning. still learning yeah. too um, but no it's really really helpful speaking to people in the same boat you know when I have a couple of I had an incident the other day when there was a little bit of an accident in the care home mm. with one of the animals um, and I did think oh man I'm not sure I can carry on doing this you know it was quite embarrassing and I messaged this lady who um, I've met on social media and she was brilliant she came back saying oh my god she said I've been doing it for six years and that's happened a few times so okay. it, you know please don't please don't worry please don't stop because of those things um, but it's nice to have to bounce things and even thing I don't know even just bouncing off ideas or suggestions if you've got a hurdle with something or if you're not sure about your prices and it's quite a niche field it's not mm. that many people so you don't know you don't want to do the wrong thing mm. so actually having other people to having a business yeah, support is yeah really it has been really really helpful yeah. and they're great they're lovely yeah they're they're i think you've got to be when you're working with animals mm. um very character building especially in the winter you know you've got someone else to sort of moan to about going out all hours in the snow and trying to unblock the water trough that's been frozen for the last three days and mm. and then and I remember speaking to someone saying you know I've got the ponies are just so wet I don't know what to do like I'm going into care homes and she said oh you know I use this hairdryer or I, or I, I do this or I use this chalk and so it's just lots of different ideas mm. which is helpful like anything any business you know it's good to have no I think it's really good to have a network of like-minded entrepreneurs and you know because I think yeah you get to benefit from everyone's own yeah who understand I mean I think yeah. it's the understanding you know it's and just the pressure I guess like you said it's your it's your first business but it's mm. your business mm. so you know you got to figure out you all these unpredictable right. things yeah 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 what's um so I mean obviously because I'm I, I just keep thinking about how it's crazy that there's not you know some a, a public fund or like support or mm. you know just a way to where so obviously the costs go into the taking care of the ponies putting making sure you're putting things away for the just in case stuff mm. um and then your revenue comes from i guess the facilities who do have the budget to hire sessions mm. um have you i mean have you dis have you chatted with them about if they get some sort of Grant. funding or support yeah grant because i mean i i cannot for the life of me Work imagine it. that this dinky ponies wouldn't be able to to get that kind of so i mean those are See, the maybe, organizations you but want also, to support yeah absolutely but it may be because i'm not a charity i found i have oh, i that? have come across quite a few hurdles because i'm not registered as a charity um and it is something that i have been sort of looking at but I don't, I don't know, I, mm. I'm not very good with figures. So, mm. But I, I know that all of the care homes get an enrichment allowance. Okay. Um, they're all different, So, it, but they obviously have a monthly allowance they can spend on their enrichment. Are all of them private or? No, some of them. So oh, it, it, again, and, and every care home is so different. Um, so I don't know, and I and I have heard just recently. I'm not sure how true it is about schools having some sort of enrichment for therapeutic mm. um, grants. But again, I haven't had yeah. a chance to look into that yet. But not that I know. If you know of any, just let me know. Well, that's it. No, that's why I'm asking questions. Yeah. Because I remember going through, um, you know, setting up this docu series, and it was it was really a, a, a 
it was a very difficult choice to make between going the nonprofit route, which obviously has its whole other loopholes, um, and making this a, a registered for profit business. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a very interesting sort of um, layer that I've I've noticed for for profit business, but that's considered a social enterprise. Okay. And that has the social impact, um, which then could open conversations to potentially some doors for grants and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess thank thank God for social media because I mean, obviously, um, you know, there's then opportunities for doing uh, fundraisers and yeah. things like that. How, yeah. like, what's your experience with that? Well, I mean, that with Gracie being poorly just recently, yeah. it was actually other people that suggested it because uh, the follower, you know, my followers sort of said, you know, can we set up a GoFundMe? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I, I don't know, to begin with, I was a little bit uncomfortable with it because I just thought, you know, I'm not sure. But then the 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 iller she got, the more worried I got. And yeah. I thought, actually, what have I got to lose? If people want to... They, and I do have quite a few people come to me and ask, you know, can we make a donation? Like, completely without aside, without, without any illnesses or anything. So um, I do... I don't know. I, I did set one up, um, and I'm glad I did because it did take a massive weight off my shoulders. Like I, I can't even tell you. I still haven't had, haven't had the bill through for the vets yet, though, so I don't know quite how it will work out. But um, in that instance, amazing. Mm. And I'm and I, I said to a friend of mine the other day, and I'm not quite sure if I sound a little bit odd, but I said to her when Gracie was ill, and I felt really negative and worried, and you know, I thought that was pretty much the end um and I've always been very open on social media I've always I've always said that I'd be honest and open and I pretty much share I think that's what you you have to either be a closed book or an open book on yeah. social media and I'm kind of one of those open books I kind of want my wear my heart on my sleeve and I tell things that maybe I shouldn't always tell I don't know um and I was deliberating as to whether or not I should share about the Gracie scenario. The problem I worry about with social media is the backlash. Mm. So the negativity. So if I was going to share that she was poorly, people might then turn around and sort of say, what well, did why? You do yeah, and, yeah, what did yeah. you do? What, why did she get like this? Yeah, so you were worried about um, sharing everything and yes. the impact, the backlash. and The backlash. Yeah. So uh, you do have to worry how much you share. Yeah. But I do share a lot. Um, That's such a shame, though. I mean, like, you feel like no matter what, you'll always there's always somebody that's gonna it's a judgment. spin it. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and that's part of the negativity, isn't it? But I do think with social media, for me, I know everyone has different opinions. For me, it's a really good tool. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I did put something on social media about Gracie being poorly, really poorly, I don't know what it was. I mean, everyone was sending so many lovely thoughts, prayers, best wishes. I felt so much, I don't know, I felt like, it's so strange to say, but I felt like I I was sharing the problem. Mm. I felt like it wasn't just on me. um, And I just felt better about it. So Mm. then as soon as the um, donations started coming in, that was another massive weight off my shoulder because I thought, well, at least I've got a little bit of money behind me to, to, you know, to pay for whatever I'm going to have to pay for. Um, and I guess it's also just something that's quite validating to say, listen, like this, this isn't just this you isn't thinking you're doing something no, good. No, no, that's it's, right. It's all of us. This we is all a love whole, what you yeah. Do. yeah. And it's one, all the followers, you know, they are great and their positivity, positivity is great. But also I do like to share the bad bits. 
Mm. So the bits, the reality bits, the bits that do actually happen that, you know, yes, I could have completely missed that chapter out of my social media book, but then I would have felt like I was lying Mm. because I'd have gone quiet for a couple of weeks. I would have been really stressed and then potentially there would have been four ponies instead of five. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? I think people are, you know, are smart and they can figure things yeah, out. Yeah, I you think always so. Know. I think so. So I'd rather be honest and open, um, to my detriment. I think sometimes maybe. No, but I think that's what. I mean, look, I don't. I think you're fantastic. <laughs> you have to say that. <laughs> no, no, you're I'm on not, record. <laughs> no, I'm, not. I'm, I'm biased, but I'm also not. Um, and you know, I do, I do having background obviously in in marketing and social media. Um, I think that is also where people are going. We've got we've gone so much into this like manicured image of mm. the perfect highlight reels that now mm-hmm. people are actually looking for the no filter, yeah. the the real raw behind the scenes. You know the the vul- I think people appreciate vulnerability, and I think that it just people can feel more connected because it's, more, it's realistic though yeah. as well, isn't it? It's it's, it's more life. Yeah. yeah, you know. Okay, I might film. A, a random video of me lying in a field with the ponies or being in the rain and I look like I've just been dragged through a hedge backwards but actually it's reality mm. if you're working with animals you're working outside you're working in all weathers you're not going to be pristine and I've noticed that a lot more because obviously once you go into care homes the camera or the hospital especially I've noticed the hospital the cameras are everywhere and it's not until you get home and you see all these pictures you know and your hair's like all up here because you've been out working in all weathers and then you go inside but it's realistic Mm. you know yes I'd love to look lovely all the time but it's not going to happen when you're working with animals um but yeah social media is is great for marketing is great for getting the word out and connecting and communication um there are negatives like with anything um but I just kind of I've only had a couple of instances when it's been a real negative and mm. I've kind of just wiped them off. Um, you have to. You, I think you do if you dwell on it too. I can't even remember what the, the negatives were. That's how much I've wiped yeah. them off. But yeah, you do have to. Um, and I, I found out blocking is quite a good tool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I don't want my block account the trolls. to... Yeah, block the trolls. Yeah. I don't want my account to be all horrible and nasty and yeah. bad vibes. It's a nice, happy account. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Yeah. Block away. Block away. Um, and so before obviously being conscious of time and very much looking forward to the visit that we'll be able to join you on. Um, so two things I want to ask you. Uh, first, as your, I guess, parting gift for our audience mm-hmm. who are listening, who are learning about all these wonderful businesses with great missions, um, through your lens of building a more sustainable and resilient future what what would you what would you hope or what would you want people to just consider and think about oh wow it's Um, a heavy one (laughs) yeah what would i want people to think about what's your hope for the future as a professional um as in my business hope just through your lens yeah uh well i suppose for me I've had quite a lot of like um red tape and it's been quite complicated to get started Mm. um there was quite a lot of negativity um you know just like naysayers 
as in like getting my license was quite complicated yeah. I think it's because it's quite um like I've said before it's quite niche it's people don't really know too much about it so I suppose you know going forward it, but then do I want it to be if it's too easy then everyone's going to be doing it oh, sure. and actually then um yes it would affect my business but also people might do it who aren't really qualified to do it not saying I am qualified but there are lots of people that might do it for the wrong reasons yeah. so in some ways I'd like it to be easier for people to do but then in some ways maybe not so mm. it's kind of I don't know I just want people to be kind like genuinely kind social media in the world in care homes I have seen so much and it sounds cliche but I've seen so much sadness and it's really quite depressing but actually even if you just say someone's name or if you tap them on the shoulder or if you give a little bit of contact or a little bit of communication the smile the impact that someone can then have on the rest of their day mm. is lovely um but I don't know I just I don't want too many more vet bills <laughs> and I don't know kindness I suppose kindness yeah I think that's nice I think we can all receive and apply a little bit more kindness in big and small ways yeah it doesn't have to be much even people who said you know I'm so sorry I can't sponsor you I haven't got the funds but I am there to support you and that means massive amount to me that the fact that somebody who has taken the time to write a little note to say that they are sorry they haven't got the money but that they support me that's as much then that helps you keep going absolutely yeah that keep so on the days when you think okay can I keep doing this because mm. I do you do have off days you have rubbish days you think is it really worthwhile and then when you get a message like that it's so lovely mm. it really is and it's just that's kindness isn't it so where can people um, who are interested in finding out more about Dinky Ponies, where can they find you? Um, you know, where, what's the area that you service? So um, I've got a Facebook and Instagram account, both Dinky Ponies. Um, and we are based in Oxfordshire, Wiltshire kind of mm -hmm. location. So we, we travel about an hour. That's our max okay. for the ponies. I don't like to travel them too far. Um, but yeah, any anywhere, any facility, school, hospital, care home, bakery, mm -hmm. anything we um, parties if we can parties, private sessions, sessions anything. If we yeah. can help, I will. I will always, always try and help. Um, you know, to the, my detriment sometimes, but I do. I I, I struggle to say no. Mm -hmm. Put it that way. But I um, yeah, an hour out of our remit. Um, is kind of where we go so they can reach you through facebook facebook instagram through, yeah, yeah, yeah instagram yeah email I guess. email and yeah. mobile yeah perfect awesome well thank cool. you so much no, thank Sarah. you for having this me this was like an amazing chat oh thanks i feel like i i don't know i'm i'm so happy to you know i'm so happy to be able to have somebody like you because there's such a great important social mission but I love that it has so many layers because yeah that's the thing and you never know quite what layer to yeah go down because you can talk about so many different aspects of it you're supporting individuals directly like the residents the children like you said but you know you're also supporting the people who support, support them. them no no exactly it's so important to take care of those who take care of us and, and it really is to it, not feel that they're alone doing that because they're so they are so un, they have so much pressure and they have so much to deal with 
that we have to remember to look after them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's I went. I don't know if we're still recording or not. But I went to um, the hospital the other day, and I went to a ward, um, and I went in to see this lady, who was absolutely delightful, and um, we spent I don't know maybe five minutes, and Poppy had her head on her bed, and she was just stroking her and. We talked for a bit and she seemed, you know, so lovely. And when Poppy's had enough, she just, uh, you know, I kind of just go with, so she wandered out and I went to the corridor and everybody was in floods of tears and I suddenly thought I'd missed something and mm. um, the staff were just sort of, you know, wiping their faces and I I said, oh, was that okay? And they said, no, no, it's lovely, it's really lovely, but um, she's going home today and she's on, on end of life. Oh, wow. And... I actually felt really disappointed that I hadn't spent longer. So I, I said, how are we doing for time? Do you think I could go back in again? And they all sort of looked confused. And I said, well, I just feel like I would really like to go back in and just spend a little bit more time, knowing what I know now. Yeah. Um, so we went back in again, and we spent another, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. But I just, for my own benefit, it was almost selfishly, I, I wanted to go back in there to spend time with her. Luckily, Poppy also did too, because... <laughs> Quite often, if you leave a room, she's not going to want to go back in again, but she obviously knew her purpose. So we went back in again, and we just sat in there and just... We don't... You know, sometimes you don't even talk about much, but mm. you don't need to talk because the pony is doing the talking. And um, But it was really lovely. Mm. And I, I was pleased for both me and for the patient that we went back in. Um, and she just got a little bit more. Because, you know, sometimes it isn't all happy and, you know... It's difficult. Mm. It's difficult. And life is difficult, isn't it? But if you can just create a little tiny bit of happiness for somebody... Or just be there. Or just be there. The ministry of presence is just... You know, and she really appreciated it. You could see that. She was telling me about all about her dogs that she was going to go home to. And um, it was really great. It It was nice. I was pleased. Thank you for sharing. No, you're welcome. We're definitely going to make sure to do this wonderful story justice. I hope so. Now let's go see the poem. Yeah, let's go. Let's go meet the star.